Open Heavens is here once again from the 20th of September to the 28th of November under the theme As Soon As Zion Travelled. Venue, Porter City Mutual Prom Prom. Morning, afternoon and evening sessions with Prophet Nanase Opukusakwadie. We started talking about the divine order of faith last week. Faith is confidence. Trust is commitment. Today we are picking the confident aspect. Faith is confidence. But trust is what? Commitment. When you come to the place of trust, no matter what happens, you say, I'm going to believe God. When we just stay with faith, there's a tendency of coming to the place of doubt, unbelief, or stepping back out of your faith. But once you move from faith to trust, that is the place you make a quality decision that no matter what, you are going to believe God. May you move from faith to trust. Amen. So once you happen to get to that place, then it's a blessing. But this morning, I want to come back straight again and talk about the divine order of faith. Hallelujah. Uh, faith must be orderly before you can have manifestation. How important is faith? It is the only way that you can get connected to God. How important to faith? It is the only link that connects man with God. How important is faith? Without it, you cannot please God. Please, is there anybody here who doesn't want to please God? Stand to your feet. My aim of life is that I don't want to please God. Okay, how many here want to please God? Okay. Unfortunately, if you don't take care, it's a very simple question that you think you know the answer. But sometimes, in our religious mindset, we think that um, when I still meet from the soup, I'm not pleasing God. When I commit this sin, I'm not pleasing God. Those things are called sins. But the only way to please God is to walk by faith. Because the Bible says without faith, it's impossible to do what? Without faith, it's impossible to do what? So the only way to please God is to do what? Is to walk by faith. So once you are in faith, you are pleasing God. That is why there were people in the Bible with a title like prostitutes, but later they appear in the heroes of faith. So where they started from was not important. Their faith is what got, got them attracted to God and they received God's attention. So it's very important for everybody to develop your faith. Amen. The greater the faith, the greater the exploit you make. Every negative situation in your life, sickness, poverty, disease, whatever it is, every negative situation is reversible by faith. So whatever the doctor tells you, it's not important. Once you have faith, it doesn't matter what the devil has done to you. It's reversible. Faith has power to reverse the irreversible. It has power to break the unbreakable. So once you are in faith, there is nothing to fear. So God's concern is that your faith will be developed. Amen. And we are talking about order. So we started 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 20. Let all things be done in decency and order. Hallelujah. That means follow procedure. Follow the procedure. There is a procedure, there is a protocol to make sure the thing gets what? Done. Huh? For God is not the altar of confusion. Do you remember 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse number 33? God is not the altar of confusion, but peace. 
God is not, for God is not the altar of confusion, but of peace. As in all churches of the saints, verse number 40, if you jump there, I'll be very glad. Let all things be done what? Decently and in what? Order. So that is where the Holy Ghost shifted the message up to, and then we stayed there. So what we are talking about this morning is that the order of your faith to bring you to the place of manifestation. The fact that you are in church does not mean God is an obligation to just answer your prayer. Hallelujah. I asked a question the other time. How many of you know that God has paid for the sins of everybody? Do you know that? Adolf Hitler, Osama bin Laden, Saddam Hussein, everybody, Iraqis, Ghanaians, Americans, everybody sins. Those who are dead and those who are born and those who are yet to be born. This is the heaviness of the blood of Jesus. So everybody's sins has been paid for. But is, is it everybody that is going to heaven? That's what it is. The same thing with healing. Everybody's sickness has been paid for. But people are still sick. You can even be a child of God and be sick. That means that the fact that it's paid for does not mean it's automatically coming to you. This is where the order of faith is very important. Everybody's sin is paid for. But if you don't appropriate it by receiving Christ, your sin will not be washed. It will not be clean. So you are sitting as a child of God because one day you came to church, you received Jesus Christ, then you were converted from darkness to light. The rest of the people walking around, those who are dying now, those who are here to die, who don't have Christ, even though they are going to hell, but their sins are paid for. So God paid for it, but it doesn't come to you automatically. You have to do what it takes to appropriate it. It's the same thing with sickness. Everybody's sickness is paid for. But if you don't learn the system of faith to appropriate it, the sickness will be there. You will still, you can still allow a sickness to kill you to go to heaven premature. Not everybody going to heaven is going on time. Some people went before the time. And the disadvantage of going before the time is that you couldn't finish your assignment. So Paul said that I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. It means that Paul looked at him and said, my work is finished. Around 60 years, Paul left. Jesus Christ finished in 33 years. How? That, that is what he said at the cross. It is finished. I have done it. And then he left. May you live to fulfill why God called you to come to this earth. Hallelujah. When we studied the Bible, there were people that were killed. For instance, Abel. Abel was killed by Cain. He didn't die the time God wanted him to die. I know that because the name set means substitute. So the set that came to replace Abel, you could see clearly that it was a substitute. Normally, those at the bench in a football, they are substitutes. The original ones have to get wounded before they come in. But our prayer is that this much we are praying, the striker must not be wounded. Are you getting what I'm talking about? Amen. So much as God can substitute all of us, it is not his interest that you get substituted. Because sometimes the one that substitutes you might not do it by the way you do it. Because no two people are the same. 
We are created in the uniqueness of the way God created us. Hallelujah. So tell somebody, develop your faith. No, without faith, the woman with the issue of blood, blood wouldn't have, it wouldn't have stopped. In fact, Jesus looked at people and tell them, I didn't pray for you. Your faith has made you whole. So once you have faith, you might not even need anybody to lay hands on you. It just comes. Amen. Faith is more powerful than every doctor on this earth. Specialists, whatever, faith is more powerful than all of them. Amen. Faith produces miracles. Do you believe that? Every miracle you see is an adventure of faith. Amen. 30 years giving birth, 90 years giving birth, different things happening, raising the dead, all of them. They all the miracles that happens. Hallelujah. Miraculous signs. They are all product of faith. How many of you are expecting a miracle? Hmm? Get, get your faith alive. I say get your faith alive. But this is what you have to learn. No order, no miracles. Write it down. Divine order is a prerequisite for miracles and blessings. No order, no miracles. Jesus Christ has taken people to the wilderness. He took them to the desert. Three days, the people were hungry. And the disciples came and told him that, listen, it is important for you to listen to us. Send the people away to go home and eat. Because there is no food in the wilderness and they will start fainting. And you know already, they are looking for you to kill you. So it's better that you don't add trouble because the Pharisees are looking for you. I'm just paraphrasing. And Jesus said, you give them something to eat. So there was a little boy there with five loaves and two fishes. And they have to feed them. But it was a crowd. Somebody say crowd. It was a crowd of about 20,000, I mean, Bible history and Bible commentators. And so how do you get 20,000 people to eat five loaves and two fishes multiply? Let's see the way Jesus handled the thing in order. Luke chapter 14. Let's see. I don't want to read the whole thing, but Luke chapter 9 verse 14. Luke chapter 9 verse 14. Give me chapter 9 verse 14. So when you come back a little bit from verse number, let's say 10. Verse number 10. Let's read it. And the apostles, when they were returned, told him all that, 13. But he said unto them, give ye them to eat. Come to 12. Maybe to come alive. And when, they, and when the day began to wear away, then came the 12 and said to him, send the multitude away that they may go into the towns and country around about and lodge and get victuals. Give me the New Living Translation. Late in the afternoon, the 12 disciples came to him and said, send the crowd. Everybody say crowd. How many are crowds? How many people? Have you seen the way they put it? Send the crowd away to the nearby villages and farms so they can find food and lodging for the night. There is nothing to eat here in this remote place. So he took them very far, remote. That's something because at the point, I think there was no part to hold Jesus' crusades. So sometimes you just go to some, and you see Israel is a desert. So they just walk into the desert and, and nobody knows the distance, but they followed him very far to the extent that if they need food, they have to leave the remote and come to farms to get food. Listen to what Jesus did. But, he, but Jesus said, you feed them. 
Tell your neighbor, feed me. You do what? Feed them. But we have only five loaves of bread and two fishes. They answered, Oh, are you expecting us to go and buy enough food for this whole crowd? I mean, this is the first time the disciple told Jesus that. Huh? What are you talking about? How do we get food for this crowd? Is it Judas that is going to carry it? No, this thing is not possible. But Jesus said, huh? For there were what? About 5,000 men there. Have you seen women and children as not come? Huh? Jesus, now, look at the King James Version of this particular verse. Huh? For there were about 5,000 men and he said unto his disciples, make them sit down by 50s in the company. So if you are not 50, you cannot be fed. So for, for, for that miracle to happen, there must be a divine order. So Jesus gave instruction immediately. If you are going to get this thing to work, every group must be 50 and no more than 50. So 50 here, 50 here, 50 here, 50 there, 50 there. Even 5,000 divided by 50, how much do you get? So that alone is about 100 groups, excluding women and children. No other, no miracle. If you are here, you are, you are expecting a miracle, the miracle has not come. Check the orderliness of your life. No other. That is why last week I told you that. Don't tell God to give you a new car when your old car is dead. Don't work. You, the principles of kingdom blessing and prosperity is that you must be overqualified in your present state before you are moved to the next level. Not just qualified. Did you hear the English word I use? Overqualified. Then you can move to the next level. Jesus told them. Let the people sit down. This instruction is coming from God. Let them sit down in 50s. Because, number one, there stand the chance of being a stampede. Number two, people might even step on people. There were children there. So, the multiplication of the five loaves, five bread and two fishes didn't work until there is a divine order. So, this thing is a pure adventure of faith. So, to lift five loaves of bread and two fishes and bless it for for, for for people to eat it, it is by faith. Give me the New Living Translation. Let me show them something. Thank you, Jesus. For there were about 5,000 men. Jesus replied, tell them to sit down in groups of about what? 50 each. Then what did he do after that? So the people all sat down. If you don't sit down, you will die in hunger. No, number one, watch this. There is a group of 50. Number two, everybody must be seated. It means that standing, you won't get food. Because once there is a standing, there is a movement. Once there is a sitting, there is control. Nobody can sit and walk. Nobody can sit down and walk at the same time. That is why people that sit down in church, they get something from God. Those that walk around, they get nothing. You cannot even walk and concentrate. So let them sit. So all the people sat down. Wow. Discipline group. All the people did what? Sat down. And what did Jesus do after that? 
Jesus took the five loaves and two fishes, looked up to toward heaven and blessed them. Blessed them. Then breaking the loaves into pieces, he kept giving the bread and the fishes to the disciples so they could distribute it to the people. So the people are sitting down. Jesus is the one breaking the bread. Hand it over to the disciples. The disciples were giving to the group. They, fight, they keep coming and they go. They keep coming and go. They keep coming and go. And if it's just the 5,000 men, it's 100 groups. The 100 groups keep coming and go. Once you take it from Jesus, you go. You finish, you come back. They ate it all. Wish that they said the money that you have your portion. Look up to heaven and give thanks first. Huh? And bless them. Then breaking the loaves into pieces. He kept giving, 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 he kept giving the bread and the feast to the disciples. He kept giving, he kept giving. As long as there is order, there will be miracles. As long as there is order, there will be multiplication. Why are we struggling with our finances? There is no order. It is not how much salary you get. It is how God can bless what is in your hand. This is the bottom line. It is not how much you get. Nobody. The richest people on earth are still looking for money. So there is no place you come to that you will be satisfied with what you have. That is the greediness nature of every man. No. The richest people. They can even cause pandemics to make more money. That's what it is. They are not satisfied. Some of them are at 300 something billion. They are saying that the first three richest people in the world, also in America alone, are richer than the whole, I mean, half of the world population. Three people eat the same food, have the same size of stomach. Not 13 ton, one. They have money. Why don't they share for everybody to have it? No, the reason why you say, ah. Why don't they share? How many of you wish that they share the money that you have in your pocket? How many population is in Ghana? About 30 million. Is that correct? Is it a long match alone? Well, about 10 around something billion. So if they accept that money for Ghana, how much will everybody get? Let's say it's just let's say it's 300 billion. Let's take it. 300 divided by 30. How many will everybody get? He is worth 300 billion. Bill Gates is worth around 80 to 90 something billion. When you divide. 300 billion divided by 30 million. But do you know why somebody is worth 300 billion and you don't have 10,000? Because prosperity in God's definition, it is not money, it's the state of the mind. But you see, there are people here, if they get 10 million now, they are dead. If God gives you 10 million now, number one, you backslide. We will see you at church again. Those, some of you, those of you are already want to chase women, but you don't have money. That spirit will start. No, a lot of things. Money reveals what is in your heart. Once the money comes, what is in your heart will come. That is why God is careful to give you money. Because he knows you more than you yourself. When the Lord shall build up, he will appear in his glory. So, God gives us things at a certain level. By the time he gives it to you, he can trust you to handle it. Amen. 
So it's not God is the one. It's not that God is holding your blessing or giving it to you. He doesn't want to lose you. What is the use of buying a brand new car for your 12 year girl that drive you to Talamogini and some assorted and that? Oh, I had a, a very sad story in America. I was in uh, Orlando, Florida. You know, this guy who completed school America, I don't know whether it's a high school or college, one of them. Because in America, you can start driving from 16 years. Then you drive. And normally, some of them who come from wealthy family, they complete school, I think high school, and then the father bought them. They did them. I think he bought some car for the boy, either uh, Lamborghini or some of these expensive cars. His only son, the guy moved the car, who an accident and died. That's lost his life. Amen. Mm -hmm. So God is careful to give you the blessing. Hallelujah. And one of the things that qualify you for divine blessing is order. Just make sure everything around you is orderly. Once God see order, something attracting to come and bless. Oh, glory be to Jesus. Let me not divert. Hallelujah. Uh, put your hands together for Jesus. There's nothing wrong grabbing. The just shall live by faith. Tell your neighbor the just shall live by faith. Once you step into faith, because you know faith, you know miracles. Huh? The just shall Romans chapter 1 verse 17. Uh-huh. So faith is needed. You got to have faith. You got to have faith. You got to have what? Faith. There is no substitute for it. You got to have faith. Amen. No faith, no miracles. No order, no miracles. And once faith is there, order comes, miracles. So we are going to learn the divine order. That when you start from that particular point, the miracles are released. Order or step one. Once you want to have faith, now, this is what faith does. Faith correct things. If I put Pastor Dan here, I put um, Osofo Francis here, uh, come. All these men are going to go. They have a problem. But their problems are not the same. It means that this guy go there because he's broke. It means that when you go to God, I want money. Maybe this guy went there because there is something in his body God must take care of. Amen. Yeah. Have you ever come to God for healing before? Yeah. This man came to God because um, uh, there is some business that is not going on well. So we all don't come to God with the same issue. Uh -huh. But the order of faith is that. Have you noticed that anytime I call people and I ask them, yesterday, today God gave me something and we are going to do that next week. Eh? David said, one thing have I desired. One thing. When Hannah went to God, he wanted one thing. When Abraham started complaining to God, it was one thing. So by this 70 day, by the time it ends, there is one thing God must do. Have you noticed that I call some people that ask them, what do you want God to do for you? Then they get confused. Have you noticed it? Some of them will stand there, they, they begin to think. So the fact that you are in church does not mean you have even identified what you need. So the first step of receiving the first order, the, 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 the hierarchy, the sequence of getting a miracle is that when you come to God, identify the problem why you have come to me. Right to that. So you must, number one, identify the problem. What are you really looking for? This one is looking for money. This is looking for healing. This is looking for a breakthrough. So identify the problem. I'm giving the order of it. 
Identify what? Identify what? You can sit down. I'll come back. Identify the problem. Amen. John chapter 16, verse number 3. Why do you have to identify the problem? Huh? Because we live in this world. Listen to what Jesus said about the world. These things have I spoken unto you that in me in my house peace. In the world you shall have what? So the reason for our problem is because we are in the world. Now there is something opposing your finance. There is something attacking your body. There is something attacking your marriage. That is invisible. And that is why you need invisible faith to attack that invisible thing. And so the order of faith is that don't come to God. A lot of us are praying vague prayers. It is that you don't even know what you are praying about. Now look at it. When Hannah went to God, he has identified the problem. So his request was specific. Lord, give me a man child. When it comes a woman, it's not from God. The reason why you can't share testimony is that your prayer is so open that when it comes, you can't even tell this is the one God gave to you. Give me a male child, then I will give the child to you. The razor will not touch his head. He shall be a Nigerian unto you. And God tell him to be a prophet. Identify the problem. If your faith is going to work, then come to God that this is what I'm looking for. This is the problem. This particular one. Sometimes don't add anything to it. Just come to God with that one. The Bible said, in the word you have tribulation, but be of good you have overcome the word. So in the word, the reason why we, need, we are having problems is that in the word, we will have tribulation. So in the word, we have what? Spiritual problem, physical problem, financial problem, emotional problems. All these things are in the word. Hallelujah. Amen. Philippians chapter 3 and verse number 10. That I may know him and the power of his resurrection. Huh. That I may know you, Christ, and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering be made conformable unto them. The fellowship of his what? The fellowship of his what? So when we come to fellowship with God, there is an aspect of suffering. Please, I want to say something to append your theology a little bit and correct some misconception and wrong Christianity. That there's no way the Bible said that when you come to Christ, all your problems will be solved. In the world, you have tribulations. In the world. You don't want tribulation? Vanish and depart out of this world. It's there. When you finish killing the lion, the bear will come. When we finish the bear, <laughs> Goliath will come. When we finish Goliath, Saul will come. When we finish Saul, Absalom will come. When we finish Absalom, the Philistines will come. So once, which one? The Sheba too will come. That was from Pastor Abed. You just have to have faith. If you see two people fall in the kingdom and one rise up, the one who didn't rise doesn't have faith. The Bible says, if your strength fail in the day of adversity, 
your strength is very small. It means that there is a place of adversity in our work with God. God is not against your falling, but God is against you. Keep on lying down. Why do you know that? Because he said, the righteous falleth how many times? Seven times. He, he does what? <laughs> not that they raise him. <laughs> so be careful the way you want people to come and raise you. It's not biblical. The righteous fall. The righteous himself rise. So when you fall, rise. They don't come and raise you. You rise. Amen. When you slip up, come back. It's a mistake to fall down. There is even a falling down. You must wake up fast before everybody knows you are falling. As I said, the woman come of shoe falling. Pa, 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 then you are down. But you, just, you just wake up then you are standing there. Did you fall? No, no, everything is fine. No, you are there. You must wake up very quick. The righteous fall seven times and rise. So God is saying, when you fall even seven times, rise again. Amen. Divine order of faith. Are you with me or you've gone home? Number two, after what is number one? Huh? After you identify the problem, make a quality decision. Make a quality decision. Hmm. Joel chapter 3 verse 14. Multitude, multitude. Joel chapter 3 verse 14. Multitude. Multitudes in the valley of decision. Multitudes. Command multitudes in the valley of decision. For the day of the Lord is near in the valley of decision. So there is something we call the valley of decision. The day of the Lord is near in the valley of decision. Everything in the world has to do with choices. If you cannot decide, you cannot choose. Amen. How much does the, the word of God have to say about the power of your choice? How much the word has to say? Decision leads you to choice. Hallelujah. Everybody must decide you want to marry before you choose a wife. If you have not decided you want to marry, you will never go ahead to make a proposal. Is that correct? So the divine order of faith, identify the problem, then you have to decide. You have to make a decision. I'm going to say more about decision. But let, let me, me give you some scripture. What the Bible has to say with the power of choice. Hallelujah. The moment you start making a decision, then you are about to make a choice. A choice of whether you want the problem to stay or to go. So you identify the problem. Hey, I am bleeding for 12 years. That is my problem. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now I have heard about the, they are talking about him. I have not met him personally. I have not met the man. But I went to the saloon. I heard that oh, some were talking about he raised the dead three days. Some were talking about he raised the dead on the way to cemetery. Some were talking about he raised four days there. Oh, who is this man that I have not heard? Wow. Then let me make a decision. If I can find where he is and touch the hem of his garment. Now, irrespective of all the troubles he has been through in the past, the Bible says he has spent all his money on physicians. It does not mean he has come to the place of hopelessness. Because listen, when you try in the past and it doesn't work, you stand the chance of standing in despair. Hopelessness. So we hear people say that, I have done everything. It's, it's not even correct. Because you are not supposed to do everything. God didn't call us to do everything. Everybody do everything. Even not God is doing everything. Hear this. I don't want to hear that statement from your mouth again. I have done everything. You are supposed to do the right thing. Amen. Doing everything don't bring results. It is doing the right thing that brings results.
Nobody is called to do everything. You do the right thing. And that's why I'm giving you the order. What does the Bible have to say about the power of choices? Joshua chapter 24 verse 15. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. <clears throat> choices, look at it. Huh? Joshua chapter 24 verse number 15. And if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the flood or the gods of the Amorites in whose land he dwell. But as for me, this is it. I and my house, we shall serve the Lord. As for me, I and my house, we will do what? We shall serve what? Listen to what Samuel says. Go and say to oh, God, believe in making a choice. Second Samuel chapter 24, verse 12. I saw something that, <laughs> even though when you read this scripture, it has to do with the negative situation, but I love the way God presented the thing. Second Samuel, 2 Samuel 24, 12. Huh? Go and say to David, that says the Lord, I offer thee three things, choose. Choose thee one of them that may do it to you. So even God comes to you, God is expecting you to make a choice. Hallelujah. I don't want you to hear that. I don't know which man to marry because three has come. Make a choice. There is no prayer about it. There are some things you go to go to pray. Lord, be, please, three men, Albert and, and, and Samuel and Ingetia. This is, it, it doesn't, you, you are just wasting your time. You are not supposed to pray. Choose one. I told one guy, I said, you are a hypocrite. A woman cannot love three men at the same time. All the three, there's one your heart is going. Go there. And stop them. Stop wasting everybody's time. If you have all your, your, your qualities that the man is born again, I say, all the three born again? Okay, fine. They all go to check. Fine. They all speak in tongues. Fine. You want to marry three of them? Do you know that particular state can keep you for three years? Lack of decision just prolong and put you in a state of procrastination. Choose, choose. And if a young girl was sitting by a brother, say, if I'm not making a choice, choose me. Tell them. I'm there. Choose me. Let us choose to ask judgment. Let us know among ourselves what is good. Job chapter 34, verse 4. Job 34, verse 4. Huh? Let us choose to ask judgment. Let us know among ourselves what is good. We have to come to the place to understand that one. Amen. Divine order of what? Faith. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> okay, step number three. After you make a quality decision, <laughs> I'm going to use a very strong word, very big word for faith. I'm going to dwell in uh, Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1. Huh? So what's the first step? Identify the problem. So have you identified the problem now? Your problem is that you are not married. So that is a problem. The weather is about to get cold. You have to get married. You are now at age. It doesn't hit young girls who are 14, 15 because they are not ready to marry. God protect them. But you that have crossed that age, 25, 26, God will make sure you are not protected in the cold weather. The only protection is blanket. It means that that one, the one I'm talking is beyond blanket. 
The Bible says two are better than one. Two are better than one. Four less good, two less bad. God's order is that four legs is good, two legs are bad. Especially if you're a man. The most, the most frightening statement in all creation. Let the earth bring forth vegetation. And I saw mango, pineapple, apple. And God looked at it and God said, it is very good. Let the sea produce its fish. God looked at it and said, it's very good. Then God came back. Frightening statement. It is no good. I said, Lord, which one? That the man should be alone. scientifically proving that a lot of men die before their time because women are not around them. That's the bottom line. That is why when you check the centenarians, women are more. Because God didn't say it's not good for the woman to be alone. So God created something women to stay alone but not men. That means that a woman that is not married or decide not to marry and a man that decide not to marry, the woman can stand a chance of being okay. And live long, but the man will die before his time. I'm not the one saying the scriptures cannot be broken. It is no good that the man should be alone. Let me paraphrase it at a certain age. Yes, sir. So the marriage we marry, it's not just don't make your mind to don't, don't, don't the canalities make you think that marriage is all about sex. No, you just you see the fact that you are living with somebody in the room, the fact that somebody is there around you alone. It does something psychologically, emotionally, physically, and spiritually. It brings certain health. It brings certain, oh, Jesus Christ. It is not good. I'm not the one who said it. God said it. It is not good that the man should be alone. Hey, but what about Paul? Are you Paul? You are not Paul. The Bible, you see, believe that Paul used to be married. If you read Bible, they believe that commentator used to apologize to because of the practical way he wrote things about marriage. Now, the reason why the wife left him is that if you convert from, he said, I am a Pharisee of Pharisees. If you convert from Judaism to Christianity, it's an abomination. So you have to lose everything, including your wife. So that might be one reason. Number two, there are also people that they have made them eunuchs for the kingdom's sake. But if God does not make you one, you are not one. Why do I know you are not an eunuch? You have been fornicating. This is why Protestant, Bible history, Anglican left Catholic. A group of fathers in that time in the Roman Catholic church said that, Yebre. Yebre pa. And they protested and they said, We cannot continue like this. Anglican came. The only difference between Anglican and, and the Catholic is that the Anglican priest, they marry. So, I'm going to see a brand new boy, boy. They step out. <laughs> and they got married. And they are, they are cool. <laughs> Even the one that are married, some are still kissing young girls. It means that, are you getting it? No, no, no. That, that, that's what it is. So many stories. Right? That thing is strong. I won't go there and preach about it. Let your faith be orderly. Yeah. Amen. 
it is not good that the man should be alone. Please gently look at a man and look at the person sitting by you. If you, you think he has come to a marriage age, gently ask him, are you married? And if he say no, hold his hand and let him stand up. Everybody has not done what I said, so I'm closing the service. Are you getting it? And tell the person, it is not good for you. Tell the person, it's not good for you. It's not good for you. It's not good for you. Amen. Huh? Have I given the number three one? Okay, what is the second one? Identify the problem. Third one, find your title deed. Find your title deed. What is the title deed? It's another word for evidence. The word of God. Find your title deed. Find it. I'm writing a book on this one. Hallelujah. Now, faith is a substance of things. So, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Faith is a substance, evidence. Faith is a substance of things. So, for the evidence of things not seen. Hebrews 11, 1. Another word for evidence is what I've given to you, a title deed. Hallelujah. Wow. Mm -hmm. So, this is it. After you have identified the problem and you are trying to move to the next day, find the title. It means that what are the three men that I call who have the problem? So this man has identified their problem. They have made a decision. They want God to solve it. What was this man's problem? Money. It means that you need a title deed to come to God. What is the title deed? The Bible calls it evidence. How do you, so let's say you are going to God's court to go and receive something from God. The first barrier will be the devil's barrier. So you get to the devil's uh, barrier. The devil will ask you, where are you going? He say, I'm crossing to heaven. What are you going to do there? Um, I need some money. What? How do you believe that God can give you the money? That is the evidence you must cross. You must have a title deed that said that. He said he will supply my needs according to his riches in glory. That is the only way the devil will let you cross. God said he will supply so that you don't have faith if you are not standing on the way. It is the evidence of things you don't see. So the evidence of faith is God's way. The second man, what is the problem? There's some weakness, sicknesses in his body. So he gets to that. You cross, you go to that place. They say, hey, where are you going? I'm going to God to receive some help for my body. And how, who, who told you God is going to do that for you? All oh, this is a conversation in the spirit. He said, oh, yes, yes, yes. I, I mean, uh, 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 other people have gone there and they've gotten their own. That is not enough excuse. They'll tell you to go back. And I had him know. What is your title? What is your evidence? Oh, my evidence said that Jesus Christ was wounded for my transgression. He was bruised for my iniquities. The chastisement of my peace upon him. And by his stripes I'm healed. This is the devil said, okay, okay, sir. You believe you can pass. Without that, you are not permitted to cross. This is the thing. When you clear your claim from Avgo customs and you are going after you pay, another custom officer can also call you. Uh, please bring what's the documentation for this huh? so on your way let's assume a demon meets you and the other evidence has been collected hmm? 
Then you meet him and say, you, where are you going? He said, oh, they gave me the, the, the access to go. I, I, I'm going to God for this. And, and where is your title deed? And, and, and he said, you must have another title deed. I'm going to the God who has the balm of Gilead. I am going to the God who said, oh, are, are you getting what I'm talking about? He said, I am the Lord that healeth thee. That is where I'm going. So, you must have different title deeds concerning your problem. The reason your faith is not working is that these processes are not there. So by the time I'm saying I'm trusting God for something, all these processes I'm going through. Processes. That is why there are things in the natural when you go there, processes. Even hospital, they don't just wake up and you go there and they heal you. In emergency, it is only in emergency that sometimes they rush you there. And by the time they take you to emergency, your situation is zero. But the process of hospital is that you have to go and get a car. And after car, you must go and do some, see the doctor. And after, sometimes, before you really see the doctor, they'll tell you to go and do some testes. Hmm? And then you do a, a certain process and then nobody just carry you straight and take you to the theater or something. No. So all these processes come one step to the other. So we are talking about the, 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 the divine order to make your faith work. What is your title deed? No. You want a wife? It's not enough to just pray. What is your title deed? God say, if I find a wife, I find a good thing, obtain favor from the Lord. Now listen, it's a title deed for your marriage to work. Hear this. It's a title deed that when you marry, you must not be broke. Because God said, I have reserved a special favor for those who are married. He that finds a wife, finds a good thing and obtain favor. So, if you understand that title deed, then you cannot marry and be broke. But you see, the title deeds are there, but you are not using them. Do you know that when I marry, it was 101 strong in my spirit that when I marry, I will never be broke. This scripture, three scripture was fired. The one, the Bible said that one will chase after a thousand. Two put 10,000 to fly. Oh, no, 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 Lord. From thousand, let's go to two. He said, no, 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 no. When you are not married, it's addition. When you marry, it's multiplication. So he moves you from there. But if you don't have the title deed, you will still be broke. Like I told you, everybody's sin is paid for, but not everybody's going to heaven. Everybody's sickness is paid for, but not everybody is healed. So everybody has access to God, but people don't have the title deeds. Listen, listen. The only thing that counts in the court in the in the courtroom is evidence. If you have to win your case, you must have a strong evidence. The prosecutors are looking for evidence. Mm -hmm. So that they'll tell you to keep quiet. You have a right to keep quiet. Anything you say now will be used against you in the law. Are you getting what I'm talking about? So you see, the evidence of your faith is the problem. Faith is the substance of things you hope for. It is the evidence of things you don't see. So that is what you carry to demand the breakthrough. Hallelujah. Are we, are, we, are, we, are we there? Amen. Uh -huh. So, get all your evidence. A lot of people are walking by faith. They don't have evidence. What is evidence that you should marry? What is evidence? What is evidence that you must prosper? What is evidence that that sickness must leave your body? What is your evidence for the twins you are trusting God for? You must stand on something. Look at Abraham's evidence for Isaac. 
Romans chapter 4, verse number 18. Good. <laughs> Let's read from verse 17. New Living Translation. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. That is what the scripture means. When God told him, I have made you the father of many nations. <laughs> I love that one. <laughs> Somebody today have a child that is a father of many nations. So that is the evidence to travel with. Watch this. Mm. I have made you the father of many nations. Whatever is happening around your body, you shouldn't give it attention. Stay with the evidence. Uh -huh. This happened because Abraham believed in the God who brings the dead back to life. Who create new things out of nothing. These are all the qualities of God. Even when there was no reason for hope, Abraham kept hoping. Believing that he would become the father of many nations. For God has said to him, that is how many descendants you will have. And Abraham's faith did not weaken. Even though at about 100 years of age, he figured his body was as good as dead. And so was Cyrus' womb. Ah! Abraham never wavered in believing God's promise. He never wavered in believing the evidence. In fact, his faith grew stronger. And in this, he brought glory to God. He was fully convinced that God is able to do what he has promised. So when I carry the evidence, I must believe that the evidence is the promise. You said Jesus was wounded for my transgression. That is what I carry. You don't carry that evidence in your left pocket and code in your right pocket. Let me tell you, it's very dangerous, but it's very serious, but let me tell you. Mm. That one is somewhere at the end there. It's another branch of faith. One of the most serious things that is not making your faith work is that God has sense and alternative. So when God sees an alternative, what comes to God's mind that, oh, when I give it to her, you share the glory. The reason the alternative is dangerous is that God is a jealous God. He alone has the qualification to carry that title. Any jealous person that wants to, doesn't want to say anything with anybody. So the word jealous that is attached to God means that if God say you are for him, he doesn't want anybody to share you with him. That is why he punished Israel without any mercy when they serve idols. Because the idols are sharing them. The idols are sharing what? The glory with God. So, faith. Abraham didn't look at anything. Let me go to Malam tomorrow and come to God tomorrow. Let me go and test this Juju man tomorrow and come to God tomorrow. He was fully convinced. And when you come back to verse number 19, I love the way the King James Version put it. In verse number 19. And be not weak in faith. He considered not his own body now dead. It means that he has a right to consider, but the evidence didn't permit him. When he was about 100 years, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb, neither yet the deadness of what? Sarah's what? Womb. Oh. Don't cry to me. Sure. <laughs> Mama, come. I like, I like the gray hair on your hair. Come. come. I want to show you something so that your spirit will pick it up. Mama, come. Mm -hmm. This beautiful um, diploma too has resigned. How old are you now? 68. Watch this. Have you seen her hair? 
68. That means that, look at this woman very well, 68 years. At the time Sarah became pregnant, at 90, when you subtract 68 from 90, what do you get? 22. Huh? That means that Sarah was 22 years older than this woman. Can you imagine she go to hospital and oh, by the time you come to church, we are all looking at her, she's pregnant. <laughs> so I know you will laugh, but I'm trying to tell you what happened. Look at her, look at her hair. Right. And at the time Sarah became pregnant, whatever this woman body system has grown up to, Sarah's own was 22 years more. That is the God you said. I want to give you a picture so that you will not get in it. So, Zacharias, when he became pregnant, he went to hide. Because he could not to He hide for six months, nobody saw her. She couldn't come out. And they did it because if it is God, it might not need years. No, no, forget about that time. When doctor is going to do the cesarean. You see, you opt for that because it's an opportunity. But if it is not there, what are you going to do? When I was a baby, when my mother delivered to me, we didn't call it serious, we called it operation. We didn't call it cool. No, somebody's going to give you say, you're calling it operation. But it will be answered than you operate, operate. I mean, it's not a small thing. Today, doctors do caesarean. What they are doing, they are talking to you. Ah, they, they only kill this part and they talk and they take the baby and uh, they do it. One lady was telling me in Japan, when they do CS, they talk to you as they are doing it. Opreno. <laughs> Opre. I'm your friend. Those days, no, no, no. But those days, eh, there was no alternative for that. You either believe God or keep the baby in your womb. No doctor is going to do anything. So it is not enough to take seed. You need faith to push irrespective of your age. Now listen, what has killed faith? Now yours is better. Your own is far better. When you go to the western countries, they have advances in, in medicine. People die with headache because their doctors say they can't. The more the medical advances, the more faith starts dying. And the more the devil multiplies, because the disadvantage of the medical advances is that it is with limitation. But faith is without limit. It's dangerous. It's dangerous to tell people not to live by faith. It's dangerous. I mean, it's difficult to tell them to live by faith. It's difficult to tell them that God can heal you. It's difficult. In fact, most times, they go there when they reject them before they come to God. Most times, and it's in the Bible, there's one king called Asa. He was sick. He went to see a Jew. God said, because you didn't honor me to come and see me first, you would die. Divine order of faith. Which number are you now? Huh? Hebrews chapter 11. Let's read from verse number 1 to 3. Find your evidence. Find it. Find your evidence. Now, faith is a substance of things you hope for. It is evidence of things you don't see. Wow. Huh? Today, I wake up, I was praying, 2 o'clock. I was praying around that time, around 2, I wanted to go back to sleep. And then, 
The Lord started, we were talking about some serious conversations and I don't know why he brought it. I think we were just trying to make sure that we don't take for granted the communion we are taking. So he came to me and said, that, you have to continue giving them the communion. I said, oh yes, there's no problem with that. Then, suddenly you drop something in my spirit. Do you know that? Maybe ask it from my spirit. Why do we even need a communion plenty like that? He said, Why do people live on medicine for the rest of their life? Don't clap. There are some people living on earth. If they don't take their medicine a day, then something begins to happen. So actually, the communion. It's a supernatural life support machine. Now, listen. And the Lord also added that it's a vaccination. Because the vaccine is that, it's not that you have the virus. But the virus, the vaccine must be in your system before the virus comes. The vaccine only helps your immune system and antibodies to help fight the virus. So when a snake bites you, the vaccine to terminate the snake poison is made by the snake poison. So if the blood is what saves you, then the blood must sustain you. So all those who don't come to the communion, now countries are saying that if I'm not vaccinated, don't come there. Don't come to their country. Why? Because they are vaccinated. So they don't want you to come. Are you getting it? So that's what it is. So anytime we come to the communion, it is not only for anything to heal, but it's also for it's a preventive measure. That means that something that the devil is trying to throw at you may not work. Because the day you go to a hospital, they say you have that sickness, was not the day the sickness came. So some of us, eh, as we take the communion, there are hidden things in our body that God is eliminating by the blood. But some don't see it that way because they don't understand the, 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 the divine order of it. Because to him, he see the communion. I, I preached one of the powerful communion services, sermon on that, this Friday. And I was trying to open their eyes to tell them that the life of the flesh is in the blood. So Jesus' life is in the blood. And I'm saying that, okay, when you eat kenke, what do you get? Carbohydrate. When you eat meat, what do you get? When you eat fish, what do you get? That's what it is. Now, watch this. You are what you eat. So hear this. If I eat fish and I get protein, and I eat granite, I don't know the nutrients that are in it, and I eat uh, fat, okay, that is why most of the writers of the fasting with medical background, they will tell you that when we are breaking fasting, eat a lot of natural things, especially granite was one of them. When I eat melon, I don't know what I get. But when I eat things like, um, 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 what do you call it, olive oil, I drink olive. There are things, all of them as nutrients. When I eat the body of Jesus, what do I get? You are what you eat. That was the argument I was coming from. When I eat it, what do I get from the body? What is the spiritual nutrients in the body of Jesus? No, but without the order of faith, you take it for granted. Because you come from a background where 
the communion has been a ceremonial exercise and a religious practice so it has lost its power once it becomes ceremonial it loses its power it has to become faith for it to generate the power so i must understand why i'm taking the communion so when i take the communion and you take it it might not work the same way with that because of the amount of light i carry on taking the communion because if you don't know what something carry jesus christ if you don't know what the blood of jesus carry how can you trust the blood to do what it has to do for you Leviticus said the life of the flesh is in the blood. So everybody's life is in his blood. The state of your blood determines the state of your life. That is why I say do it often. It, that's in case the devil has dropped something in you. I can extract it. But you don't care. <laughs> Let me tell you this. Don't ever wait for the devil to about hit you with something. Then you run to pastors and apostles as if they are healers. Mm. Ah. Ah. When I pray, my only faith for the prayer to be answered is that I'm trusting this man. I'm trusting the God that called me. But I am not in a position to twist God's hand to answer prayer. So the Father, I pray because when I pray for your healing, your, your faith contribution is also crucial for the, for the prayer to work. Contrary to those who are there, and then the trouble come and meet them with God. Instead of waiting for the trouble to come before they go and look for God. Are you are we number four? Yeah. Hallelujah. So what's the first one? Let's go to number one. Identify the problem. Number two. What? Make a quality decision about the problem. Uh -huh. Three. Find the title deed. Wow. Number four. Write it down. Listen to the word. After you find the title, the, there's a difference between finding it and listening. Listening to the word. It means hear. Proverbs chapter 4 verse 10. Hear the word. The title deed is not the word. After you find, listen. Amen. Hear, hear. Oh, my son, receive my saying. Oh, and the years of your life shall be many. Hear, oh, my son. Hear, oh, my son. Hear, oh, my. So for you, to have been given the first three steps. That is, what is the first one? Identify the problem. Huh? Make a quality decision. Mm -hmm. I want you to come from your mouth so that the more you convert, the more you stay. Find the 30. Now, what is the next one, number four? Do what? Do what? Say it the loudest you can. Seven different times in two chapters, God said, He that have year, let him hear. What the Spirit said to the church. Revelation chapter 2. Revelation chapter 2. I wrote that in that was sure. Revelation chapter 2, verse 7, number 1. He that had an year, let him hear. Listen to the word of God. Verse 11. He that had an year. The same chapter. He that has an year, let him do what? Talk to me. He that has here, let him what? Let him hear what? Now, come back to verse number seven. Huh? New Living Translation. Anyone who has here, let him what? Anyone with ears to hear must what? Listen. What is the thing I give to you? Listen to the spirit and understand. 
He that are here. Verse number 11. Huh? Anyone with ears to hear must what? Look at your neighbor and say, listen. 17. 17. Anyone with ears to hear must what? Hey, 29. Anyone with ears to hear? Seven times. How many have you got in there? How many? Huh? Huh? Four. One cha chapter, chapter 3, verse 6. Chapter 3, verse 6. Listen. Anyone with ears to hear must what? That's from chapter 2. He keeps saying, he keeps saying that. Do what? Listen. Huh? 13. Anyone with ears to hear must what? Hey. Listen and what? 322. Anyone with ears to hear must what? Proverbs chapter 4, verse number 20. Let me read the King James first. Mm -hmm. My son or my daughter, attend to my words. Incline your ear to my saying. Let them not depart from your eyes. That means that sometimes eh, you have to open the scripture on your laptop computer and then you are watching the scripture. Let them not open from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. It cannot go to your heart until it enters your ears. Nothing goes to the heart until it goes to the ears. The ear is the doorway to the heart. So until you listen to God's word, it cannot stick into you. Let's stay. Don't come to church late. And go to America early. And be at the airport on time. Sunday is your only Sabbath. Do everything to work. Don't take God for granted. Don't let God feel like you respect your office than him. Because there are problems that will come to your life. Your office can't solve it. So do everything. This is the serious thing about God. God weighs actions. Hannah went to eat and drink. Its countenance was no more sad. God is a God of knowledge. By him, actions are away. If you have to wake up 4 o'clock to come to church early, do it. Because that is your covenant accent. The Jewish people will lock their, church, their office, their shop, bang, 5 o'clock. In fact, by 4.30 it's locked. You carry 10 million Sabbath, they won't take it. This is, this is our Sabbath. Amen. Amen. Are you getting it? Yes. Listen to God's word. When the word of God is coming, don't sleep. When you sleep at the word, along the line, one title deed has been eliminated. The greatest attack on your life is when the devil lets you sleep when the word is coming. Because the entrance of God's word, the entrance of God's word brings life. So when the word is coming in, your heart is a gate, it enters. Today you wake up eight. Don't you think it demands an extra 10 days for the fasting to make it 80? Don't you think so? For you alone? The greatest attack of the devil on your life. Listen to Jesus. 
crack, 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 crack. No matter, question, matter will just be there, and matter will just be cooking jollof rice, beans, and that, and that. And Mary is sitting, and Jesus is dividing the word. Now, matter wants to please Jesus by cooking the food. Check God's mind before you try to please Him. Find out what is God's priority. So, matter is coming. Jesus, please let my sister come and help. I know you are hungry. Say, matter, matter. You disturb yourself about that thing. Your sister has chosen the right one. He said, the two choices you have made, your sister has the upper hand. Wow. Your sister will advance more than you. Wow. Your sister will be better than you. Wow. He said, what your sister is getting, no one can take it from him. Hey. But the food, after we eat, it won't remember you. Wow. Wow. This is what Jesus said. So the ability to sit down and listen to God. Apostle Paul was preaching and, and there was a man who was failed to be here. He was impotent from his feet. And he has failed to be here. When he had the word of God, faith enters. Faith will never enter you if you don't hear God's word. How does faith come? It comes by what? Hearing and hearing the word of God. Listening to God's word. On your way to your office, put a preaching tape. That two hours in the traffic is two services. Traveling from here to Takrade, five hours or so, three hours on the way, you have gone for services. Listen to preaching tape, play gospel songs, edify yourself. Don't listen to things that will put fear inside you. And 10,000 people died of coronavirus, and 20 people died in coronavirus, and kakakaka died in coronavirus. Look at the way they pump the, the satanic fear. You see, the devil is so smart. Fear comes by hearing. Faith comes by hearing. He can only produce a counterfeit version of the original. If the original comes by hearing, then the, 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 the counterfeit must come by hearing. So check CNN, BBC. Every 30 minutes, they repeat it. So the news, they repeat on 12. They repeat the same thing, 12, 30. 12, 12, they repeat it. Why? They want the fear to enter. So Italy, they die. They go and take the picture, die. They won't, they won't give you the picture of those who are here. They only give you the picture of those who are dead. Because that's the message they are preaching. I must preach the dead to get more die. You don't like that one. You are stuck with your TV. And that's all you watch. Stand to your feet. Don't dress nice like this and your inside is empty. The devil is not intimidated by nice dresses. He's intimidated by strong spirit. And your spirit becomes strong when you hear the word of God. Are you alive? So divine order of fear. Number one, identify the problem. So what is the problem now? Lord, I must marry. Thank God. Hallelujah. Uh-huh. Make what? A quality decision that this thing, I'm going to make a decision that it will not be part of my life again. Uh-huh. What is the next one? Find your title D. Take the evidence of God's word. That is concerning that situation. What is the evidence of God's word concerning the situation? Then what is the next one? After you identify the word, eh? listen. Read it to yourself. Re- listen to others who have preached it. The more you listen to the word, the more faith comes to your heart. Amen? So don't let a day go when you have not listened to messages. Thank God. Today you can go everywhere. Yeah? Majority of the people Every day I get those emails. Every day. I've not seen a single day. All of them, I started listening to you from YouTube. And something happened to me. I started listening to you from Facebook. Especially the YouTube one. I started listening to you from everything. Yesterday, ladies sent me, say, thank God for your life. 
I thought my life has ended. I thought my hope has ended until I mistakenly bounce on your tape. And I hear the first, I heard it for 10 minutes. And before I know, I've listened to the full message. And then I got addicted to your message. And he said, now, my husband, who was saying, who is this man? Cried that you let us sleep. He said, we, we are sleeping, your tape is playing. My husband, listening to it once, he is now mad than me about your message. He said, my husband is playing your message. He said, my husband has connected all speakers through toilet, kitchen, everywhere. Your message played 24 hours in our room. Listen. Listen to the word. Stop listening to negative things. If you hear the state of the economy, you will be in trouble. I told you. Amen. Don't listen to Babylon. Babylon is only advertising itself. Do you remember the thing I told you? About a man that died. And then when he, he departed, God came to me and said that there is no judgment under you. No judgment. We are taking you to heaven and hell. Go to the two and choose one. You are not under judgment. Go to heaven and go to hell. When you go, to, you go so they sit in the elevator. Who bind? They were in hell. When they got there, they saw the devil was dressed nice. Demons were working all of them. They said, ah. He was expecting the devil to have a tail, a horn, very dirty fire. But the hair was normal. There were music playing. People were moving about. He, he even said hi to the devil. Say hi. And then they were fine. The angel said, okay, no problem. Don't, don't, don't take Just go to heaven too. She went to heaven. It was normal. God was sitting in the throne. Oh, wow. But he said heaven is overrated. Because he was a little bit disappointed. When he went there, it's a little bit dull. People just worship. Queen, queen. And then he went there, he greeted God. And then, so he said, well, but, but the unfortunate thing is that this pastor has preached that the devil has horns. And, and when he went there, hell was normal. It was quite not as, as the preachers has preached. Heaven too was overrated. The way they spoken about. He said he didn't see the street. Even though he didn't go out. But when they took him. So the angels, okay, say so now you have come there to which one? And looking at it, told the angel, I, I prefer her because this place is too dull. And the, in any case, these guys, has, the way they preach about her, it's not the way it is at all. So I said, okay, let's go back. So hey, they go back. When they go back, this time, the devil's tail was there. His horn was there. He was looking very, very, very aggressive and rough. So he pushed him, get him, get away from here. Oh, and he was kicking people. So he called him and said, Mr. Devil, excuse me, can I talk to you? I was just here. I was just here. Do, do, do you remember me? He said, get away. It's all right. I remember you. What is it? So, oh, I'm just, I'm the one who just left here. When I came, you were very nice. You even said hi. Why is it that now you're home? He said, my friend, get away. At that time, we're doing campaign. That is why we're, we're looking nice. Now, this is a reality. Yeah. Food for thought is a good one. So, be careful the way you have let the campaign messages sink into your heart. Because you come back and see the reality. There is a little wisdom in it. Maybe more. So, during campaign time, the devil can let you look like, oh, the word is nice, the discos, all of them are night chasing the woman, drinking, and no sound was a shirt. All those things are campaign time. But very soon, election will be over. And then you see the reality. Yes, Are you getting it? Yes, 
So don't follow her. Hallelujah. Don't follow the devil. Get the order and the sequence of faith. We will need faith for where we are going. We will need faith for where we are going. This is the time that just needs to walk by faith. The faith people, there was famine in the land and Isaac reaped a hundredfold. It, is, it, it gives God advantage to bless his children. But they can only be blessed when they are walking by faith and depending on this God. So that you are not waking up to go and listen to what you are not supposed to listen to. Some people have listened to a particular radio. They talk about armed robbers. What a great rob. That's what it is. I don't walk. No. <laughs> you know, some of you drive some more. No, you watch it. No, you watch it. No, you watch it. One girl, one day, I, I was talking to a police uh, man. He said, <laughs> a, guy, a, guy, a, a girl was driving eh, and I tell you, a car followed him for just about five minutes. He drove to, to the police station. Then when he got to the police station, it was his brother. The brother was not too sure whether it was his sister, so he tried to follow. So he was run away. He said, hey, come here. Then he said, hey, you see, when you are afraid, if you don't take care, you will, the fear can kill you before your time. Somebody has faith. He was walking in the valley of the shadow of death. He said, I fear no evil. You are walking in the street of Ghana. You are afraid. living in a house with security doors, wall, total walls, dogs, metal fence, bogla proof, bogla bogla, uh, name them. Still, small time, they go and hide another bed. Fear is a killer. Fear. It will let you not come to church. People cannot drive a motorway because of fear. You don't die because you are a motorway. You die because you are afraid. No, the devil doesn't kill people on the motorway alone. If you don't have faith, he can kill you in traffic. There are people driving in traffic. At a, greater, a, a container fell on them. It was no speed. You don't die. There, are, there are roads in Germany without speed limit. And this accident is low. So it's not the speed. If the speed is not necessary, they won't put it in a car. However, there are some cars when they go 70 kilometers per hour. Huh? <laughs> some car, they say he moves at the speed of something, something per BB, BB, BB. Are you getting it? When somebody is holding something like a Lamborghini and it says, plus your picanto. It means that when picanto exceeds, it is the, the seeding speed of the picanto, it's the starting speed. <laughs> so the speed depends on which car you drive. <laughs> be blessed. I know you won't clap because your car nah. Yeah. Now, there's another serious one, the car. <laughs> and I want to preach for Britain, and when I preach about sacrifice, people came to give cars. The pastor said, oh, there's this Mercedes-Benz Sports convertible. I told myself, we don't use right-hand driving. And I said, oh, no, prophet, it's easy. When you go, they will remove the seal from here. And bring it. I said, What did they say? Coco I said, Oh, wow. Maybe I feel I have a for you too. No, I can't imagine. You can drive it too. But me, I can't, I can't drive a car that Coco man has moved it from left to right. Right to left. I won't try it. The thing I did was not the thing you did with. No, but you tried. The one in free Japan cry you too, Stiano. 
Nani huko kumbi? They will carry the car in their pocket. It is necessary for you to, you see, if you don't take it, the reason why you have to prosper is that poverty does not give us options. You will go for what you are not supposed to go for. I bounce around some people in America, they use car for only six months. Because they have something they call trading. He used the car for six months. When they have to change the oil, he go to the, the shop. Or sometimes maximum one year. By the time they do a new model, they take it, they take a new one. There is nothing with expiring date on. Everything has expiring date, including human beings. If you live 120, you must go. God's expiring date on us is 120. After 120, you are not supposed, you have to leave. Listen. It's not your car giving you a problem. It has expired. That's what it is. Also, do you know that? It's expensive to use an old car than a new car. That money, my God, shop, 2000 this, you don't know, but it's a lot of money. The devil doesn't steal the money, boom, he's stealing small, 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 small. If you like, calculate it and put it together. Receive grace to have finances and change things around you. No, change things around your life. Change it, please. Don't get... Pay every price to prosper. Pay your tithe. Talk to God with it. Give your first fruit. Give as we are fasting. Do it and God, the God that said, oh no man anything, he will owe you anything. She's going to give it to you. God bless you for listening. I hope you enjoyed the message. For further inquiries, contact Belt Prayer Center, P.O. Box, GP21421, Accra. Telephone, plus 233-274-009933 or plus 233-242-472655. Email us on info at portercity.com or visit our website, www.portercity.com. Location, Plot 16, Mutual Road, Pram Pram, Greater Accra, Ghana.